0: G'day friends. Welcome back to cracking games to look at today. Um, the saints, uh, <laughs> why, <laughs> why me? <laughs> the, the saints nearly had a probably biggest, biggest, one of the biggest upsets in the history of the comp, um, on the weekend against the pies. Didn't quite happen. Um, and then the Hawks got the job done against the Eagles, which was an upset. um, Eagles aren't going super red-hot, but they're a much more experienced and established team than the Hawks, so that was a really good victory. Um, lots to get through, especially around the Saints game and the controversy uh, with the finish there. So let's get into it. there, we want face of the back. I Okay. Um Nicola Stevens. So, obviously, anyone who saw the game or saw any news around the AFLW over the weekend saw Nicola's really unfortunate miss on goal from only a couple of metres out, straight in front. Um, look, it sucks. It really sucks. Um, but I tell you what, there is no one who feels worse than Nicola herself. And it's a fucking good thing she doesn't have Instagram because the stuff that I've seen online is just utterly charming. It's been utterly charming for everyone involved. People really giving them the women's game the respect it deserves. No, that hasn't happened at all. <laughs> um, what she did has invited more criticism, not just on her, but on the, on the game itself, on the, on the AFLW competition. Um, some pretty high profile people saying that it's a joke, that it has as much money as it does and that it's, you know, a terrible example of elite athletes and, and horrible stuff like that. Um, I just want to say one thing, right? So we're six years into the AFLW. Yeah. Basketball existed for 15 years before anyone thought to cut a hole in the bottom of the net. Things take time. Things take time. That's all I'll say. Um, Yeah, Nicola, look, one horrible mistake does not capture her entire game. This was her best game of the year, um, and I thought she was fucking excellent. She was in... You know, our, our top group of players, I thought she was fantastic. She kicked a goal earlier on um, and she, she didn't cost us the game. She almost won us the game because of what she'd done earlier. So if she doesn't perform as well as she does, we're not in a position to win the game when she has the ball in those last moments. So I have nothing but, you know, admiration for her and, you know, I hope that she can... You know, I'm sure Dell's looking after and her and the rest of the team. I'm sure they're making sure she's in the right headspace and I'm sure she'll be even better next week and, and moving forward. Um, this is more like it. How good was St. Kilda? Seriously. I said last week when I was talking about the Richmond-Brisbane game, right? Richmond beat Brisbane in just a fucking honest way. Their pressure was too good and they were manic- Every time they saw the ball, they were like, I'm going to fucking destroy this thing, right? The the smothering, the one percenters, the tackling was unbelievable. And I said, are Richmond showing all the newer sides the, the best formula to beat, the more experienced sides? And then St. Kilda went and copied it, right? The pressure, the fucking fast ball movement. Yes, the handball receives. Yes, fucking get moving. I haven't seen this from St. Kilda this year. God, it was so good to see. Having Molly back in the team is so fucking crucial. God, it's important to have her in the team. But yeah, God, getting the ball moving is exactly how we're going to win games. Soon as, like, first quarter, it was handball-received City. I thought, yes, fast, go. I love it. I was so excited. And the pressure, our pressure was excellent. Lots of tackles. It was fantastic. Um, I loved... God, I think Dal is going to be a fantastic coach for a long time because I'm already loving his creativity, right? So he identified that we had a lack of pace, right? Even even with Molly coming back in, he made other adjustments, right? He moves Nicholas, uh, Nicholas Zenos, sorry, not Stevens, Nicholas Zenos up permanently onto the other wing. So you got Zenos on one wing, McDonald on the other, Right. And they were both running all over the place. They never stopped. When Xenos gets the ball, I, I fucking love how she plays. She just gets it and she just goes, right? She's not afraid of getting tackled. She's not afraid of making a mistake. She just goes. Right? And she, every time she gets the ball, there is an injection of electricity into the game. And it's 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 so important. And Molly as well. Mo- Molly is easily one of my favorite players in the team. Because. She's like a, she's like a pure wing. She's like, a, like Nick, like Xenos can be as well. Um, she's sort of spent most of her career forward and a little bit of midfield time. Um, but, but Molly McDonald can just run up and down all day long. And she does what a good wing does. She gets back and she helps defend. She gets forward and she helps, to, she helps attack. It's so important to have her in the team. Uh, it was so great to have her back. So, so Xenos going into the middle, right? So, all right, we got an extra midfielder, right? Someone's got to go somewhere else. I assume it was Xenos into the middle that was the first domino, right? Which then knocked the Tani White into the backline domino, which like, if you'd said to me, oh, Tony White's going to play back pocket this week, I'd say, what in the fresh fuck are you doing? But it was Excellent. She was fantastic because that's what I said last week. We need a little bit more pace and exuberance in our backline. It is not entirely lacking, but we just needed a little bit more. So you put Tani White in there, the tackling machine, and the pressure goes up enormously. The skill level goes up enormously because she's such a good player. She was taking the kickouts, right? Yes, big tick. Put someone in there who's a good ball user, yeah, and it went. It worked a lot better. Tani White taking the kickouts, so that was fantastic. So suddenly, all right, we've got an extra defender. Who's going to go forward? Lucy Burke goes forward. Now, Burke is a key defender. Um, I don't know if she's ever played forward in her life, and she had no impact as a forward, like in terms of scoring or anything. But what she did, right, so because she's a key position player, she's going to take a key defender, right, which allowed... Now, I don't know who went to Burke and who was on Sheerlaw, but having Burke and Greiser in the forward line now allowed Sheerlaw to get right up the ground. She got right up the ground and she was taking um, contested marks. She was extremely important. So this is something that St. Kilda have struggled with and it worked really, really well in this game is our transition from kick-ins, Right. God, it's, it's actually... So the more I think about it, the more impressed I am with Dal's creativity here, right? So an enormous problem is our ability to move the ball from one end to the other, right? So you put a really good ball user at the kick-in, right? It's Tani White, okay? You think, okay, she's going to kick it, but we need someone who can mark it. We, we, we're we not being able to get these marks sort of, you know, around the 50-meter arc of our defensive 50, right? So, all right, well, we, let's press probably the best mark in our team, right up to that area in Sheila, And she can take a few marks and then we're off. Right. Once you get outside of 50, the, the 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 opportunities open right up and you can really move forward in whatever way pleases you, right? And oh I'm just so impressed with not only Dale's ability to problem solve and figure out unique solutions to things but the girl's abilities to adapt and play different roles, I'm really, really fucking impressed with all of that. Um, yeah, I'm wrapped with how all of that went. And I hope to see more of it moving forward. He doesn't have to do the same thing. He can go back. He can, he can move Xenos back into the forward line, White back into the middle, and then Burke back into the back line. Um, or he can do something entirely different. Um, one thing I would really like to stay where it is is Xenos on the wing. I think that was a big win, okay? So so have her on one and McDonald on the other, and then get as creative as you like. I assume we're gonna have McKinnon and Vesely back next week. Um, I thought Nalda did a really good job in the ruck. Um, she's not as dominant as McKinnon. She doesn't have the size, um, but I thought she did a really commendable job. Um, but McKinnon will come back in, and Vesely assuming their concussion symptoms are all good. um, So I wonder how that'll change things because that's another midfielder coming back in. So how are we going to rotate things? Hannah Stewart, um, who is our best player, spent a fair bit of time in the middle. Does she spend more time forward? In which case, is there room for Burke? I don't know. But um, God, yeah, I, I really, really liked how... We, like, and until we've improved a lot and until there is more equal sort of contests in the in the AFLW I wouldn't say that we go into each game trying to win it in the hopes of going all the way to winning the premiership because it isn't going to happen right there's no team like a St Kilda or a West Coast or a GWS you know these teams that 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 were that came in later right that for the foreseeable future is going to be able to win a premiership against a Melbourne or an Adelaide or a Collingwood or a Fremantle or a North Melbourne. These older, more established sides who have had a lot of success um, are going to be really hard to beat for a really long time. So it's their time, right? So this is about doing things that are creative, you know? trying players in different positions, giving them more options with their careers moving forward, right? Because a lot of the women in the AFL, they go to different clubs all the time. There is an enormous amount of movement every year, right, for whatever reason. Um. So if you take someone like a, like, let's say, for example, that Nicola Zenos goes to a different club next year, right? Not only is she a sort of medium forward who's got a lot of, explosive power, but now she's, she's spent time on the wing as well. So that's fantastic for her. And it's great for the competition as a whole. No, uh, it's no, uh, I was so wrapped. Like I was gutted. I was fucking devastated that we lost the game. I was so upset because they deserved a win, you know, um, cause they played so well, but there's really no harm done because they are learning a lot and you can see the improvement every week. It's really, really excellent. Um, as I said, Hannah Stewart was our best player. She kicked two goals in her 25 possessions. That's the best game by a Saint this year. Um, by an AFLW Saint, I should say. <laughs> um, she was absolutely fantastic. That, that She kicked two really good goals, but that second goal of hers was amazing. Nominated for goal of the year as it should have been. It was amazing. Um, as I said, I thought Nicholas Stevens was excellent. I thought Sheilaw was excellent. I thought McDonald was excellent coming back. Xenos on the other wing was also fantastic. I really, really liked how White played in the back line. Again, it's a new position for her and I thought she was fantastic. And yeah, N- Nalda had a tough task, um, in the ruck, going up against Frederick some of the time, um, but yeah, I was really, really impressed with how she did as well. Collingwood. um, Collingwood are a really good team. They're a really good team. One thing, and I just thought of it then because I mentioned Sabrina Frederick. She's got to start hitting the scoreboard. Like, she missed a really easy one right before Nicola Stevens missed hers. Oh, man. Like, she came to the pies at the start of last season and... I don't know how many goals she's kicked for Collingwood, but it's not many because I remember uh, us being about this point in season six and she hadn't kicked a goal. And she hasn't kicked a goal again this season. So as someone who's come in as a full forward slash backup ruck, she's got to be kicking more goals. I don't know what's going on, but the Pies would have invested a bit in bringing her across. Um, and they're not, they're not going to win a premiership without her hitting the scoreboard. They're just not going to. Like, they're winning plenty of games, but they can't rely on Chloe Malloy to kick all their goals. Um, they also need to work on their accuracy. Four goals, 12. They really should have beaten us pretty easily. <laughs> um, I think it was it was early on. I reckon it was the first quarter, first and second quarter, um, where Collingwood had a lot of opportunities at goal, and they just couldn't. And, and part of that was St Kilda's pressure, which was up, which was really, really good to see. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they missed a couple of pretty easy set shots as well, Collingwood. So if if they want to make this their year, like they're one of the teams in contention. They want to win a flag. They got to straighten up their goal kicking. And someone, a player like Frederick, like she was really good around the ground. Like I reckon she had 15 touches or something. Where is she? Um, I'm just, yeah, 15 touches, 15 touches, two behinds. So yeah. So she needs to be having more impact on the scoreboard, really. Apart from that, she's doing everything else she needs to be doing, but she's just got to be hitting the scoreboard. Um, I've been noticing something with the umpiring in the AFLW. So I I would assume it's in an effort to increase scoring, right? You you watch any AFLW game, and I've been watching a bit, they are paying, holding the ball, every fucking time (laughs) they're paying it constantly and they're not paying it really when it's not there to be fair like a lot of the girls will will take the ball and they will concede that it's going to you know that they're not going to be able to get it out right rather than what thrash around and try like crazy to get the ball free and risk turning it over they will just gobble it up and and hold on to it. And the umpires, you you see any any game, they're not having that at all. They are paying holding the ball to the point where we're now seeing a lot of the girls who have who have cottoned onto it. They're doing the old just punch the shit out of it, like hold the footy as tight as they can in one arm and just punch the shit out of it with the, with their other hand to make it look like they're trying to get it out. <laughs> um. But yeah, I noticed that it, like, it happened plenty in in the St. Kilda game and then in the Hawthorne West Coast game as well. And it's been something I've noticed over the last couple of weeks. So that's an interesting one to keep an eye on. Um, let's talk quickly about the Hawthorne West Coast game. A big thing in the AFLW is being able to play in conditions. So the girls don't play at the MCG or Marvel or any of the big grounds very often at all. So they are vulnerable to the elements. Obviously rain happens at almost every footy ground, but it's the wind. They got no protection from the wind. And this game was played down at Frankston and it was blowing a gale. So we had, I think West coast kicked four goals to one in the first quarter. And then Hawthorne kicked four goals to none in the second quarter. And then the game sort of evened out after that. Um, so when you're playing in a game like this, and this is... And Bet Goddard did this really, really well. She handled this brilliantly, um, the Hawthorne coach. You've got to control the tempo of the game. When you're going... Obviously, when you're going with the wind, you go hell for leather. You just fucking get down there. Um, but when you're going against the wind, you've got to control the ball. Because if you make a mistake and there's a turnover, it's going to be down the other end quick as a flash because the wind is just going to carry it and it's going to help the other team. Um, So I was really impressed with how Goddard was able to coach her girls to really control the football well, especially in the second half um, in that third quarter when they didn't have the wind. I was really, really impressed by that. Um, West Coast, on the other hand, they probably needed to slow down a little bit. Like when they had the wind, especially in that first quarter, they looked unbelievable. I couldn't believe they kicked four goals out of nowhere. In that first quarter, I knew they had the wind, but I was like, Jesus Christ, they're going to blow them away. This is going to be a thrashing. Um, But yeah, then they did the opposite. When they didn't have the wind, they couldn't change their tempo, and it didn't work for them. Because Hawthorne were able to create turnovers, apply pressure, and get down the other end and score. And look, in the second quarter, it was the Jess Duffin show. (laughs) So, the... I mean, I, I assume she is still a half back. She... Floated forward, whether of her own volition or whether she was told to. She floated forward for Hawthorne. She took a mark and she hit the goal. And then she did that two more times in that quarter. So she's had a three-goal quarter and she's turned the game for Hawthorne on her own. Um, it was a really, really impressive performance in that term to really grab the game by the balls and just make it her own. She took control and she was really impressive. And That's what these young team needs. Like Duffin is an extremely experienced player. She's 33 years of age and they've got her and they've got... Tilly, and they've got a few others who are more experienced. That they, they are so important for these young teams because they can go, right, I'm, we're not losing this game. I'm going to go and deal with this. And she did. And it was, it was really, really good. Um, Aileen Gilroy as well, I thought was excellent for Hawthorne, the Irish woman. Um, she was really, really instrumental in some of their best passages of play in terms of ball movement. I thought she was really good. Um, in terms of the Eagles, I, I, I still... Don't know many Eagles players. That's why I was keen to watch this game. And I learned a few. But man, I was impressed by their captain, Emma Swanson. She is one that I did know. Um, she was really, really good. You can see that, you know, at least of the players who are in this game, she's their best player by a mile. <laughs> she was really, really good. I can see why she's the skipper. Um, especially in that first term when West Coast were just out of control. She was out of control. She was instrumental in every single time that they scored throughout the entire game she was really really impressive um I gotta say of of the expansion sides I mean Essendon have been fantastic um but Hawthorne have been excellent as well they've won two games in a row now I've been really impressed with how they're going I know they played back in round one but I'd be really interested to see Hawthorne and Essendon come up against each other again I'm sure we'll see that next season um, given their rivalry, but yeah, they've both really impressed. Sydney, are like Port have been okay. They got belted by Adelaide, which I said was going to happen. Um, but they've been okay. And Sydney, Sydney are struggling a little bit. Um, clearly I think they are the weakest of the, of the expansion sides. Um, and there is starting to be more chatter around how to even out the competition, even amongst like AFLW commentators they're talking about, like Nat Edwards talking about the the difference in abilities of some teams and the thrashings that we're seeing. So I hope there is a lot of thought put into it heading into next season, which I assume is going to be in 12 months time. Um, I don't know whether they just, I don't know. I don't know if there's much you can do. You, like, you can't just give extra draft picks for no reason. Um. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they you know, maybe they find extra incentives for the more for the more talented players to move to the struggling clubs. I don't know. It'll be fascinating to see how it goes. Um yeah, yeah, that'll that'll do for this one, guys. Thanks heaps for listening. Remember to like and subscribe and review and comment on the stuff. Um, remember, if you're if you're here organically and not via Instagram, I am on Instagram at timespent underscore, underscore podcast. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. St Kilda have got Carlton what on Friday night. Oh, fingers crossed for that one. All right, I'll catch you guys next time. Bye.